All right, welcome back. This is Dime Boxing with Delco, episode 25, our Shady McCoy episode. What's going on, Dimes? Oh, man, episode 25. I just turned 25 a couple days ago. What a nice. coincidence. Um, pretty exciting, but that's that's not the only announcement. I'll tease this a little bit later. We got something real big, as big as we've had yet <laughs> uh, on the show so far. But I think that's a good uh, cliffhanger to leave. But no, like I think 25 is a great age. That's awesome. Um, You know, I'm another like pivotal age. We're five years apart, 30. So apart from getting older, um, you know, you have to kind of, you know, advance to new levels in life. And, uh, you know, happy to announce uh, my Mrs. Delco Rips and I are expecting a little baby boy, uh, mini Delco Rips in January. So really happy for it, too. That is, it's all exciting. Congrats. I had to ask him before the pod if we could <laughs> reveal this to the uh, public. I got the green light. So that's a, that's a big, and I think that must be the biggest thing we've, we've announced on here so far. I guess, I guess so. Non-card related, personal yeah, life of course, related. Of we don't share a ton, but you know, this feels worth it. And, you know, excited to, you know, to, to share uh, my passion for the hobby with, uh, with a little one someday. You know, I think that's, um kind of what it's all about and uh yeah i'm excited for that and i and i very quickly said when he said i need as a godfather there's one guy i gotta go to it has to be dimes and i said absolutely yeah when my my son says who can i ask for advice on how to scrape out profit in bulk subs and i'm like (laughs) i know a guy there's a there's a little guy in the bus county that, that'll tell you all about that. Just tell him to find the mutton chops at the show. Tell him to walk around the show and find the most ridiculous attempt at a beard there. And he'll be like, Dad, this has to be him. And you'll be like, Yeah, that's him. But that that is that is exciting. Speaking of hobby events going on uh, this weekend couple things. I know there's the East Coast National. Uh, I'm not making it out to that, but something I am going to make it into uh, Saturday night. Sports Connection has one of their trade nights. I would highly, highly suggest if you are in the area, they do a really nice job with these. They're, they're you know, Nash good. Cards is also having a trade night this weekend, too. Really? I didn't know that. That's, not, that's interesting. The They're they're not that – they're pretty far apart, though. So one's in – King of Prussia and ones in kind of northern Bucks County. So, yeah, actually, I live in King of Prussia at the moment, but I'll be driving to Bucks County for <laughs> for Sports Connection. I, I like their. I mean, it's it's a nice job. Like I was actually thinking about this on my ride home from work today because I was thinking about their trade night, and I was like, it's nice because it's like an actual like you can get what you want there. It's like like I feel like there's a lot of shops like in. Even like some other shops in Bucks County, you know, so I'm not going to go into specifics, but like, you know, that's where I grew up. So I know a lot of the shops where like you, they don't even buy cards from you. Like I'm like, there's shops that I remember going to and they'd be like, yeah, we're not buying. Or like, we don't have singles. They just have a few buy. And it's nice. Cause like you, if you go to sports, Connect, you know, you can have them consign things for you. You can have them grade things for you. You can rip wax, buy singles, even you know, I'm sure buy shoes. I'm not sure which shop they're having. I know the one has. I remember the one. Remember the one um, that Brocards yeah. sponsored was awesome. That was a that great was an awesome trade night. night. Yeah, I haven't been back since then, but I do remember 
like the quality of the people there and the collectors there and the in, you know the inventory in the room like the cards in the room was really strong and I made a lot of deals and sold cards and bought cards and did a lot of transactions in a short amount of time which you know d- doesn't always happen at your like low I was local trade night I was talking to my wife about that she was like oh you don't even go to trade nights that much um but I do love them at like bigger shows when they're quality I love them but I I don't like uh like the kind of smaller ones that um you know sometimes it's like only a a handful of people to like look through their case you know where i just feel like the odds of finding anything you really want are so low yeah and then finding it's like you'll find the one card there that you want and the guy's like actually like i'm a bit (laughs) high on that i just picked it up man Ah, yeah i just you know what i kind of got smoked on this one i I really am not trying to move that's like literally (laughs) so many times i feel like that happens i'm just like (laughs) you know but if you don't want to move but um yeah I'm, i'm excited for another um good trade night coming up and i'm actually going to double check right now to see the date uh, another shop i really like carter's cards i don't know how familiar you are with them but i i try to make it out to all their events so they have won august 26th so looks like i'll be going to trade nights back to back saturday nights that's a that's pretty hype but yeah i'll definitely stop in this for i think i'll probably come towards the end because i'm doing something during the day but I'll definitely make sure to, the uh, hobby's to hot man. like like it events is. are working there's there's a lot of you know people want to run trade nights people want to run shows there's more shows than ever like and you know uh there's going to be more shows than ever and more um because there's so much demand um I've seen that across the board it's interesting like you know it doesn't really matter that the the prices kind of have squeezed down i just think that like the demand and interest and enthusiasm has grown i i 100% even like content wise i feel like there's a quite like i'll i'll shout something out i saw today i absolutely loved um mikey from suplex just the <laughs> videos they post are amazing and then today they had the photo of him uh next to o'malley I think it was. I think it was Sugar Sean O'Malley, and they had the same hair. It was. It was just amazing. Listen, I'm not a UFC fan, but all I'm saying is, if that becomes a real matchup, Sugar Sean O'Malley is in trouble because Mikey Eyes has given him the absolute work. He will have stepped into the cage with a beast. If that yeah, Mikey Eyes is great. We we uh, I know Collects hired him for a video. Really? Yeah, we we hired him to do a, a promotional video because he's. He's just awesome and unique and funny and like the videos There's... he makes. I, I think he, he works with a guy um, to produce the videos um, and they just do a really good job. At, uh, and Mikey is just like a, a character and everyone kind of knows him and has dealt with him and just kind of, you know, his personality is just naturally funny. Dude, it's amazing. The one, oh my God, with, uh, I think it was the World Cup and he's kicking the soccer ball in the park <laughs> yeah. and it was just any of the the action videos are just absolutely like i think that's priceless because it's like nobody else is doing that type of content like that's original i feel like and like a bunch of new original types of content are coming out like one thing i've noticed i genuinely think content is easier to watch now it's less cringy i mean obviously there's a few people you avoid but like or at least that i don't enjoy watching you know nothing personal just less entertainment out of it but it's i think like there is more uniqueness lately like even just stuff you see on instagram which is good it's like competition i mean like people i've noticed people have argued you know 
that there's a lot of content or too much content or something like that. But I think with that comes becomes competition and people like kind of produces creativity. And you've seen that, like, you know, like as there's more money involved and more stakes, you know, kind of on everything. And, um, you know, there's like a lot more production going in, but yeah, just overall, I just, I feel like everything's kind of really been buzzing recently. Like I, I I've been operating a lot in, um, Ryan's card LLC discord. Um, I've talked to, to you about it a bit. It is, it's popping right now. And like, it just, you know, the deals that you could find in there, um, the cards that are being purchased from you from when you post them. Um, it's just kind of like very active. Um, whereas, you know, it's a contrast from a year ago where people were kind of scared in the economy and stuff. So good signs and, um, you know, kind of an exciting time. And I've been posting a lot of buys. I, I've been buying a lot recently. I don't know. I kind of have that itch right now, um, but we it. should, you know, and one thing uh, uh, besides that, we should also talk about our uh, consignment with Pristine MJ. Yes. Yes, we yep. should. Yes. Um, they did a nice job there. Uh, we talked about, I think the stuff we were sending in, you sent in your, you know, Iverson refractors, a lot of your stuff. You had a lot of cards in there. I saw. Yeah. So my, my experience was I love like really the, everything was great with Pristine. They did everything correct. Um, if I could have done something different, I probably wouldn't have auctioned the AI. I did not <laughs> like, like I should have, I shouldn't have done that. I think I should have, the, the biggest AI, everything was like all the other prices of every other card was, was right where I wanted and was fair. And the service that they ran was great. I just think I shouldn't have left it up to auction on the AI. And I should, I could have found a private buyer if I was patient, but I kind of just said, forget this, you know, and, uh, I moved on. So I probably would have done that differently, but no fault fault to them. I think they did a great job with it. And there was tons of watchers on it. They gave it every chance it could on eBay. It just didn't have the right kind of bidding war to get up to what it needed to. And I think I know for sure that the card is rare enough that I could have found somebody in person, um, with the last comps to pay a lot, a lot more, but, yeah, it's kind of part of the game and like, you know, you learn from this. I haven't really done kind of an aggressive auction like that before. So I'm going to, but I really feel, you know, just to kind of end the thought there, like, I feel like I, you know, my buys recently have been, I, I just kind of know what to pick up and people are like chomping at the bit to see if they're for sale. And like when I'm posting stuff and I can just like, kind of tell that I'm getting a little bit better as a buyer. So I think with some cash in hand, I can make some moves, um, you know, make some crack plays, play the arbitrage game, um, wait for stuff to comp a little bit that I know is going to be, you know, at play in the seasons and um, just kind of move a little smarter with that money instead of just holding it in one card. Yeah. I noticed with the consignment too, like I had a few cards, which I was surprised on auction that sold for like, well above the last like one of them and i think people might just be starting to think of him with like a josh giddy silver 10 like i was expecting like 150 to 200 i think it did like 285 on auction i was like you know stuff like that sold strong like scotty barnes silver 10 i think if i remember correctly that sold really strong um like hertz select die cup psa 10 sold these were like all above recent comps i was like well i think like one thing i will say um and probably this will you know help uh, Ryan Matt out a little bit 
with avoiding getting all these cards is like they're not trying to get your five dollar raw cards like that's not what pmjs is trying to do you know it's for stuff not just high end but like you know don't don't give your two dollar your Nikhil alexander walker 2019 let's go prism base psa 8 i would suggest going elsewhere with that but any you know if you have decent stuff like it definitely makes sense i think it's a good it's good value um and i also like that i could drive there like you with all that value Mm -hmm. like not having to package up 52 slabs and just being able to go to you know their office in bucks county in warminster and just like you know visit them and drop it off and have them you know sit down at the conference table talk for a minute and then they do the work i mean it was it was great i haven't picked up my payout yet and i have a couple things that haven't been paid for yet of the bunch, but I was a great experience. Yeah. So I just to close that loop. Yeah. And one more thing I'll just add about payouts because it's a good statistic and I think they've earned it. Um, I think I maybe had 40 cards and I think there's only one that's been unpaid for. And that's pretty good out of 40 slabs getting one unpaid for. So um, I was really happy with that. And I know that they do, they're actively trying to prevent people from show bidding also. So that's nice. But to continue on kind of on that note, um, what a lot of people are auctioning right now, and it's selling strong football, just absolutely ripping. The preseason hype is here. Malik Willis investors, congratulations, um, especially my boy Meatball. He has a lot, a lot of Malik Willis, um, and that stuff's definitely going up. It's really hot. This is the time where people see like anything from an offensive player and it just gets crazy hot. You see people coming after the Desmond Ritter investors on Instagram. Like it's, it's wild. I don't know. I mean, here's my thing though. Last year, I feel like when the 2021 quarterbacks, when some of them really disappointed, like Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, I feel like the overall market really took a hit. It was like around like maybe, shortly really shortly after the football season started and then the market kind of started to bounce back as we went into 2023 but it was like i feel like that really hurt people had serious money and then obviously it just makes you think again all right who going into this year is going to be a massive disappointment and make people lose 70 percent on their investment yeah yeah i mean one thing that's still good is that relatively like how and Ritter cards are still kind of cheap, you know, like they're not crazy yet, crazy, you know, but like Pickett has kind of entered into a pretty high place where some of his cards, I'm like, man, hurts the same card as like close to that, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, and like, but I still, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be good this year. I just, it's, he just, it's hard to buy sometimes with that comparison for me personally. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know. Um, it's an interesting game. I, I found myself gravitating towards basketball cards right now uh, just because I, you know, I'm not, I know I'm not buying at like the big peak high here and basketball doesn't start until, you know, October, like later October. So we have a while to go before that season kicks off. Um, so I kind of think like picking up some basketball now, especially like, you know, getting the percentage on a comp that's a little bit old from now, um, Mm -hmm. I think is like really the move. And that's kind of the direction I'm heading. So a couple of pickups, um, you know, that I've been picking up. I've really been obsessed with the blue prisms, um, but 
I one of the, the best ones I picked up were Shea uh BG or PSA nine um blue prism. Um that card it's a color match, it's beautiful. Um the Luca does 5k. I've talked about that Ooh. before. So I picked up the Shea um the low comps and you know I think I'll be able to 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 easily make a little bit of money on that whenever I decide to sell it. If it's now I could um or you know waiting even just a month or two. Um but so that that that's one uh one of the things I picked up and then I have another incoming that I'll post on Instagram but might as well give it away now uh Maxi Mojo Prism um, oh. PSA nine to twenty five I picked up from my homie uh, former guest on the pod Vil Graphs dude those what did uh, Gary B come at the national the Oprah <laughs> of story sales or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah he said yeah, but I I love this. He's the Chuck Norris of story sales. Like, it, it works with anybody, you know. <laughs> right, right. Of course, of course. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. I saw I saw your IQ uh PSA ten blue. Yep. That's a night. Like I said, like I like the the blue play. I think I'm sure you're thinking the same thing. It's one of the few parallels that's actually kept the same numbering in Prism at a one night. When you think about it, a lot of like I feel like the blue ice going from ninety nine to one twenty. I don't like that. I wish that would have stayed at 99. I think it's nice that the blue stayed consistent every year. I yeah, and the, the red, I like red, but the red, like aesthetically, but the red, uh, the red traditionally gets beat up for some reason. Um, it, you know, there's a hundred more, you know, that matters. Um, and like, if you look at like the purple ices also, I feel like I've taken a beating with like 225. Um, I don't know why, but like, I, for some reason, the true blues, just a little bit more classic, you know, like I think uh, it, it, it kind of, it, it just seems to be a better investment piece for me. I, I think it's, um, and they're very liquid cards. Like, you know, people want to own them. They want to, they want to be able to own them to sell them because everybody kind of, everyone digs them and they're kind of universally agreed upon uh, cards. And I've kind of tried to make that a change in how I pick up cards, especially when I'm looking to, you know, make some money from it right flip the cards so instead of like trying to forge a path like and buy something before the market gets hot like i think that was like a lot of strategies i would do kind of tried to like really focus on what people will instantly want like if i pick that up like i know all these people are just going to want that card because it's already a player that is hot so you know, that's kind of like, that's what I'm doing. Just trying to be more of a mirror for the market um, rather than picking up for my own personal needs. Now the maxi thing, you could argue <laughs> a lot of ways on that, but I truly believe, I mean, with the Harden thing going on, I don't think Harden's playing here this year. Maxi's a lead guard with the MVP. Like his stats are going to be juiced and he's a good player. He's, he's shooting, you know, he's lightning quick. One of the fastest people in the league and he's a 40 plus, uh, 40% three point shooter, like plus 40%. So like you really, he's, he's got the tools to take the next step. So um, the price I got the mojo for the prices I've been picking up the blues for, I'm very comfortable with those um, on, on maxi. Yeah. I think like, I like when you say with basketball, you know, it, it's, it's starting even sooner than it seems like, because there is really no buzz for it, which is nice. That means this is the time in my opinion, I think this is a good time to win basketball low now. Look at auctions. Auctions are ending extremely low. 
throw him up for buy it now our best offer in the first month of the season if that player is going off. Like I feel like, like I said, like it's cyclical with certain guys. Like I'll, I'll give out a name here, like somebody I'm looking at, like Darius Garland. Right, he's a guy that people kind of forget about. There's a lot very of cheap. exciting young, very players. cheap right it, now. Right, and there's a lot of other exciting young players in Cleveland. But I mean, he's 23. He's already been an All Star. He can score at will, and he's also upper deck exclusive. So he doesn't have contenders autos. He doesn't have NTRPAs. He doesn't have flawless RPAs. He has no autos other than like the BS upper deck non uniform products, and like that creates so much more scarcity. And it's like. His stuff has gotten absolutely annihilated late. And I feel like it's guys like him, Maxi stuff has gotten beaten up. I've been, I was really never a huge like Maxi buyer, but for the first time this summer, I've been buying some Maxi. Like there's, all right, here's another name that's, I'm giving out all my picks here, but this is just uh, guys who I feel like have gotten smoked. Desmond Bain has gotten annihilated. Yeah. I yep. understand he's a little bit older than a guy like maybe a Garland, right? And, uh, Desmond Bain came into the league a little bit older, but I mean, no John Morant. I understand they got Marcus Smart, but there's a lot of things that could go wrong with Marcus Smart, uh, especially in terms of like, team chemistry and stuff like that, or they could go right. But I could see Desmond Bain kind of having to really take that main lead. And his stuff is like scary cheap right now. Like I feel like there's a lot of basketball guys like that who people are just, I'll, I'll tell you the MVP from last year. Nobody is thinking about Embiid right now. Nobody is, you know, what if he goes and wins another MVP, then he enters a whole day, then he's a two-time MVP. Yeah, you know, he's I still kind of like, he's tough to find like raw stuff of, and I don't know, but I like, I do, would, wouldn't mind picking up like a, a very rare, nice Embiid uh, for cheap, but I did, I did pick up a, a Desmond Bain red prism for like 50 bucks that was clean and subbed it um, in a bulk sub, so I'm I'm with you on Bain. Bain's way too cheap. I like a lot of that same type of play right now. Like that type of player that can score, you know, can average 15 to 22 and, you know, could also like start the season with a couple of hot games, 30, 40 points, you know, like has that kind of spark plug mentality. Like I think that those are kind of easy plays to just, it doesn't even matter if you wait until the season and they actually play like just leading up to it. That's what a lot of people are going to want to buy in my opinion. So like, you know, their team's favorite guy. And NBA is, is a sport that really hits a dead point, like kind of in the middle to the back half until you get right up until the playoffs, like stuff really slows down. People really pay attention in, in terms of regular season. People really pay attention to the first couple weeks. It's not like, football where you have fantasy football so everyone has to pay attention because they they're now a head coach of an imaginary team but yeah i think like with basketball people really really stop caring after the first like so my advice would be if you're going to go get these guys really think about if they start hot it's going to be tough because like you might be about like if garland starts hot you're going to think he's going to be an all-star again but it's like it might be best to move off some of that now while people are actually still watching regular season basketball. Because regular season basketball has really taken a hit in ratings. Like looking at ratings is something I kind of enjoy too with cards. And like you see like the popularity of some sports really. And it's like people really aren't too thrilled with regular season NBA. I'm sure some of it has to do with guys sitting out. But it's like that, re you know, you really want to think about moving that stuff early on in the season.
Yeah, I agree with that lull period. But I do know, like, like clockwork. So I booked my flight um, in a hotel. I'm going to Dallas um, for the um, the pre-NFL season Dallas show. Um, I'm flying in Friday in the afternoon, getting there at 2 p.m. And then I have a hotel hotel room Friday night. And then I have no hotel room Saturday. And then my flight is set Sunday morning at 5 a.m. So I'm planning on just like, hanging at the trade night and then going to the airport Holy doing shit. it. <laughs> it's like because the last time I've been to the trade night until like the wee hours anyway. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the most efficient way to do it. So I'm just going to try that. We'll see how it goes. I might die. But um, I, I I wanted to go to this Dallas show because it's what it was really strong a year ago. Uh, right before the NFL season, tons of buzz, tons of you can like sell your football cards. And but I do remember the kind of smart money, the dealers, the people that walk around with lots of cash and, you know, six cards that are 20 grand each. Mm-hmm. All were kind of like only buying basketball, you know, only looking for basketball, only looking for basketball. Like that's their kind of the mode that will switch like the moment the games start to play. Like the the smartest people will really be largely out of it, other than a few pieces, and you'll notice that. And then like that, the, the, there there'll be winners and losers in the football game. Some people will have the right cards and get to kind of have a ton of fun and win in that game. But the people that really kind of mitigate risk and buy the the nicest stuff won't really typically do that. They'll they'll be they'll be picking up basketball cards at that Dallas show. Oh, of course, yeah. I, I think you you see more and more people though picking up on market trends and, and and doing stuff. I think an interesting look in, especially in a couple weeks, would be like think about baseball players who are out of the playoff picture, right? Yeah. One thing I've noticed is like the, you know, people talk about buying in the off season. I feel like the cheapest true time is leading up to the playoffs or during the playoffs for guys who didn't make it. Yeah, like Tatis or Soto or like. There's a lot of bread and butter guys that aren't going to make it and that are that are going to be cheap. If uh, Trout, like Trout this offseason, I mean, you know, that's always an obvious one. But, like, I really feel like Soto uh, or uh, Soto and, and Tatis specifically, like, kind of gotten beat up. But they're, like, they're still great. Tatis specifically had a great year. It's just, like, I don't know. The Padres are kind of a mess. They need a reset. Um, they need Soto to move on maybe. Yeah, I think it, it happens across different sports, too. Like, Luca obviously had that really disappointing end to the season. His stuff is doing much better now than during the actual playoffs that he was not in. Like, I feel like the worst thing for a player's market is when all the other, like, big stars that people are buying in the sport are dominating the playoffs, and that guy is sitting at home, and nobody's – like, I feel like that's a time to really try to capitalize. That's one thing I'm going to try to do. Would you buy a Luca card, like a bigger Luca? Or are you just away from no. him completely? No, I'm away. If it were something where I really thought I had a good margin on it and I felt like I was buying at the perfect time, maybe if it's like right after he gets bounced. But I just still think there's way too much of it, like way, way too much of it. And What are you doing? If- Did you ever do anything with your uh, LeBron Bowman Chrome refractor? Did you like crack it or anything? Or is it yeah, as I, it is? Here's my plan. So – I cracked it. I have it raw right now. What I'm going to do is I'm actually looking to maybe get another one or some other type of big card that I'm going to uh, sub 
next year at the National in Cleveland? Because this is not a card I want to move anytime soon. So I'm in no rush. I feel like an in-person sub would be wow. kind of cool. You're waiting till next year. I'm the- waiting till next year's National. And there's some other big cards I'm working on right now trying to get that I'd be in a similar situation where it's something where I'm going to crack it. And because I don't know, if, I mean, I'm sure you picked up on this too, but like, dude, they, they're very generous with their in-person grading there. Uh, at least it seems at the national. And that's not the only reason I'm holding. I also like the idea of being able to hand it to them and then they hand it back to me. Um, but yeah, I, I've noticed, I feel like I might've a better chance of on some of those LeBron refractors getting like an eight or a nine. If, I do it in person. Interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a funny, more of a superstition probably than maybe accurate. But I don't know, dude. If you look at people, were gemming crazy cards there. Yeah, right? but you know they don't post on Instagram the the, right. the sevens they get. You know, it's not as fun, right? I, I one thing that I like I never can get behind is that kind of everyone just like oh like this is in. I feel like it's pretty a uh, grading across the board is pretty consistent and usually right. And like more often than not, but um, yeah, I disagree. I think it is. I think it's, I, I, I think you, it's, it's as so somebody like yourself that like that, that that does it for there, you know, like at scale and is uses is like very predictable and like mm-hmm. you do it to make money. Like I feel like you more than anybody should recognize that it's fairly consistent and you can predict for a pretty much a reasonable degree what you're gonna get. Uh, yes, I'll say this. Most of the time, maybe I'm just thinking of outliers. Like, I'll tell you. I, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's outliers, but like, you know, you might just not have looked it over at the same capacity. Could you agree that like the PSA might have like technology to like enhance their vision on the card that you might not? Dude, all I need are these two spectacles that have <laughs> on my face. Dude. They don't got these eyes. But no, I, I agree. Yeah, that is also the thing. Like you think these guys, you know, know more than you do. It's also like kind of like I also use that analogy for football buying, right? It's like these guys think that they're such experts. Like, you know, maybe just read, Google the player's name, read some scouting articles. These guys get paid to do this for a living. Like, you know, you might have watched NFL Network on Saturday morning and now think that you've come up with three names that if you buy all their cards, you're going to retire. And it's like, yeah, just because Kirk Cousins is, sounds like a cool guy on uh, the Netflix show quarterback doesn't mean he's a good financial investment in the card market. Dude, people are buying Kirk. No, you know, I I feel like is on fire right now. It was just a little bit surprising too. I think we talked about this last episode too. He is still on fire. People are still, loving to it it's just the unknown effect of like he's so cheap because people think he's gonna get andrew luck yeah i think yeah exactly or you know think he's injury prone or whatever you're gonna say um he definitely presents an opportunity whereas i think some cards like even like trevor or burrow like they present a lot more risk in their current entry points and i think that's what's attractive like he's got a great team he's you know, a fourth of those other guys, a fifth, a sixth on some cards, like, you know, if they, if he can stay healthy and just deliver the ball, he's going to look great, be an MVP candidate, maybe like that, he could have that type of year, no doubt. And, and, and I mean, his teammates speak highly of him. I, I think he passes the eye test in terms of like, 
being able to distribute the ball. He doesn't look limited in that to me when, especially with the weapons he has. So I don't know. That's why it makes sense. He's hot. I think I get the play. I probably, I've, I've looked at a lot of them and they always look cheap. Like the thousand dollar optic PSA 10 autos, like that kind of thing. I'm like, wow, like, you know, that seems so low. And I think it's a decent entry point, but for whatever reason, I, I I'll enter like $400 cards of him, but I can't go any higher than that. You know, I don't know why I just, I kind of feel like I'll, I'll, I'll dabble, but I don't want like a giant one. I, I've only felt comfortable recently buying big um, Hertz cards. Uh, and then I own like one Aaron and Aaron Rodgers, but it's not, you know, a $300 card of Aaron Rodgers. So like, you know, Hertz, I feel really pretty comfortable kind of dabbling at his current entry for me. I think Rodgers is a, is a great buy because you know, the crazy Jets fan base, like if the Jets are having a good season, that will be ESPN wall to wall will be all the stories about oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers hanging out with, you know, sauce and, you know, hanging out with his all cards are prime so for well. a double up too. In my yeah. They like, are. It, it, they're like, so cheap. They're too cheap. Yeah. Like his, I have a BGS a five top uh, tops Chrome. Um, and I did sell a regular base that I bought on collects actually give the company plug. Um, uh, but yeah, like, you know, not expensive or anything, but to me, you know, if you kind of think about it, if you equate it to some of the all timers, like he doesn't have a ton of cards, like that's a really decent card. Like it should be a little bit more. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And, and I feel like, like people really don't realize like the jets have been starving for something to like good to happen which is why i think you see garrett i mean garrett wilson's also great but i think it helps that he's a jet that's making his market so hot and i feel like if aaron Rodgers can be the one that like really takes them on let's say like a three-year championship run where they're a legitimate contender every year for the next three or four years before he retires i think you could really see him gain a lot of serious collectors like people who really collect like they're and they, you know, these are some New Yorkers. They got some money too. So, you know, That's a good point. Do. Yeah. I saw his like contenders auto is pretty cool. It's got, it's like the, you know, um, so yeah, I wouldn't mind. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't mind maybe picking up like a refractor or something, but like, yeah, that is, he's a little bit more comfortable for me because he's so built in already. Like, like not built in is in a negative way, but more like his career has kind of already happened a ton. He's got a little runway here, this last spark. And he's still relatively young, but he's already done a lot. He's won MVPs. He's won a Super Bowl. Like he's had an all-time type of career, and people think of him as an all-time talent. So it's like if you get in one of his high-end cards, especially in a time when the high-end market's not really at a peak or anything, like it's probably not a bad entry point either. That's kind of why, yeah, I think he's one of the players that I would be comfortable dabbling in this football season. Him and Hurts. Maybe Mahomes too, but he's also tough, tough to satisfy my card cravings with how <laughs> expensive he is. Like, I'm don't want to buy his base prism for PSA eight for like seven hundred dollars. Right. You know, like it's just like tough for me. Yeah, I think Mahomes stuff could get really interesting over the next couple of years. Like, imagine if he wins another Super Bowl or two, and then people are really going to start thinking. He's going to go up there and give uh, give Brady a legitimate legacy run. But you know what? There's a lot of guys, quarterbacks, who make multiple Super Bowls early on, and just you know they just 
things not really slow down, but they just end up getting bounced in the playoff year after year. And then, you know, their career has moved on a lot. Like, I feel like people are like, oh, he's already won two. He's going to win 10. It's like, well, it's football. It's one game playoff. Anything can happen. Which is Wait, have, you, have but, you snubbed anything for the SGC Tops Chrome $9 special yet? I haven't. I actually haven't subbed. I've been buying some stuff i actually just have it sitting in a pile i still gotta go through i will say one thing though i like started looking at them and like it, it's gonna be tough uh condition wise it looks like with the surfaces but sgc is not as strict and i'm not really literally all i'm doing it's honestly a lot of for pc i like the pujols photo from it a lot it's kind of you know it's almost like him saying goodbye to the game and it's i feel like that's kind of iconic so like trying to pick up just the regular refractors of that, send a few of those in. And then I like the Harper photo a lot too from this year. He's kind of like hyped up, giving a fist pump. Like I, I just kind of want to have a few of those shiny refractors and SGC tens. And it's like, you can pick them up for two bucks, two to three bucks ship raw on eBay. And it's like, you'll be into them for not for 10 to 12 bucks in the slab. So it's like, I, you know, I kind of want to just have, that's honestly more so a for fun project. Are you going to try to pick up anything? Um, I had some stuff. I didn't really, nothing was clean enough or I wanted to keep to really send in. But if I see something like, if I start to see, you know, a consistency of like cards I could pick up to sub, I, I wouldn't mind it. I actually just sent in a pretty decent SGC sub for of like higher end stuff. I'm kind of using them as like a little bit of a pre-grade just to see on a couple things, but because um, I know that it's going to come back quick before the Dallas show. So I, but I did send it, I, I bought a, um, a Jackson holiday uh, Bowman Chrome orange mega box motor. So it's a color match. It's the 25, like it's a pretty big card. Um, I got it for like 50% comps cause it has a little uh, condition issue with it. Um, he told me PSA gave it a seven after they damaged it at the national. Oh. So it doesn't look that bad though. And I'm just like, all right, well, if I can get it to like, maybe it'll eight with SGC or something weird. So I didn't, it didn't look bad to me. Like it's like, a, I think it's like a fingernail line in the back of a card. So I'm going to see how that goes, but I did get it for 50% comps. So I kind of got a weird play going on with that. And then I sent my Hertz blue ice and my Anthony Simons uh, Rookie Auto 101 um, to just get those graded and see what they come back with with SGC. I like those plays. I think, you know, the SGC 9.5 is pretty – it's not a terribly disrespected grade, and I don't think it's that hard to get with them. So I feel like that's – especially, like, on those bigger cards that you think might not – might be, like, a little banged up that you think would have no chance at a PSA 10, like, You'd be surprised. You'll pull some SGC nine fives on some stuff that's like pretty banged up. Yeah, and they're like they're they're they all have kind of questionable condition things going on with them, right? So like I'm kind of using SGC to just kind of see rather than like get get pay a ton, pay double at PSA and then have to crack them anyway. So I don't right. know. It's kind of like it's just a weird thing, but I I wouldn't I didn't mind the. I also wanted the speed for the Jackson holiday to get it back for the national or not for the, for, for Dallas. And then um, the Hertz kind of the same thing and same thing with the Anthony Simons, like just kind of wanted the the guaranteed speed, the trust of SGC on all those, just to like have them graded, authenticated, hope they come back cleaner than I thought. And then 
just see wh where to go. I know Beckett's going to be there, but I don't know if I'm going to have time to do any grading at, at Dallas. Oh, uh, yeah, that, I, that's what I love about those big shows. That is cool to have them on site. Uh, one thing uh, I guess we can end with here is football's picking up. You, you want to give some Super Bowl predictions here? Oh, man. Um, way, way, way far out. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I think as the, you know, the uh, topic of today, I'll just stay true to it. I'll go uh, Jets, Eagles with the Eagles on top. You, you literally took my Super Bowl. <laughs> you, that was, that was, exact, that's funny though. You were, you're right. It, it is kind of on topic and that's what kind of made me think. But yeah, I, I think it's something similar to that. Uh much yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the Eagles are the clear-cut NFC favorite. Like, I, I'm not going against them um, in my hometown. You know, like, it's just too easy, right? Like, I'm going to ride them until they prove me wrong. I think they're better than last year in terms of their roster. So, um, the young guys they got on defense are, are beasts. They haven't even, like, really done it yet. So, I don't know. I'm hyped for the Eagles season. I'm, I'm definitely picking them to go all the way. I have um, – one last pickup I'll give you because it okay. relates to this. I, I, I've been buying – I'm on a buying machine. Yeah, you are. Uh, I'm on a buying streak right now. Um, but I have been selling a lot too, so I won't – you know, it's not all fresh money. But I bought um, a Jalen Hurts playoff ticket. Um, I bought this just straight on eBay, but I'm going to crack it and sell it with PSA. It's an SEC okay. 9, 1 out of 99 current jersey number. Um it was only, I got it for 1200 bucks and like the regular PSA nines were doing like 14, 15. And I was like, Ooh. dude, like what the heck? Like if I can win this for this month, like, so I'm just going to crack it, sub with PSA, give it a little time. And then I'll have hopefully PSA nine Jersey number, um, playoff ticket of Hertz. And that'll be my like bigger kind of investment piece headed in to the season with Hertz. Yeah, that is a nice play. I've noticed on eBay when I'm looking for stuff, a lot of football cards, nicer ones, surprisingly, probably people wanted to avoid upcharges or kind of get a rough card review. Um, there's some nice, you know, more expensive football cards, even in SGC slabs because of that no upcharge special, the $15 football. I feel like people were taking advantage of that. They like the free order. So I feel like a way to kind of take advantage of that on the other side is to go out and look and be like, hmm, which one of these could do well at PSA? Start cracking them open. Yeah, especially. And I felt like the auction didn't point out the jersey number component, like as well as they could have. It just kind of said like jersey pound sign. And like, I don't know. It's just like, it just kind of struck me as like not quite called out enough. And I think I could, you know, I think with a little window dressing of PSA and like a little bit, <laughs> a little time, I think I could sell that card for a lot more than what they got for it. Yeah, I, I, I love like one thing I've seen that's just huge is buying something on auction and just letting it roast on OBO. You just forget about it for six months and then somebody gives you a crazy offer on it. And it's like, you'd be surprised the patience of it can pay off but uh, that's that'll pretty much wrap up where we're at now huge episode there uh got to make a huge announcement uh for our boy delco there anything you want to say before we sign off now nah, i appreciate it if you made it this far thanks dimes uh for chatting tonight and uh we'll see you guys soon at a trade night or local show adios